Welcome to another episode of the Cultural Class Podcast. My name is Nosai Area, and I've been chit-chatting with April and December. I'm sorry, April, May. <laughs> April, May. <laughs> April, May. Happy to be artist. here. Yeah, she, she's an artist. Uh, she's, she, she's a soccer player. She's an all-around creative. Like, she does it all. Like, you know, everything creative. Like, I knew April from... So, from people who are Nigerian who listen to this podcast, everyone, I talk about Loose Talk once in a while. And for everyone who listens to the now-defunct podcast like Loose Talk... Um, there was an episode with M.I. Abaga like two years ago, three years ago. And it was really a popular episode because it went back and forth and whatnot. And after that episode, M.I. actually started a podcast with a couple of his friends. One of them was April. And I was like, oh, wow, who, who's this chick? That? And, you know, I was just like, wow, that it was refreshing. At first, I I thought the first episode I, I watched, I thought M.I. was like in London for a show or something because it was all black and white. And you know how these grime videos can be like. But I thought, okay, this guy's in London. He's on someone else's podcast. When I saw like subsequent episodes, I was like, oh, what the hell is going on? Like middle ground. And then I saw April and her perspective on like different things and her creativity and everything. And since then, I was just like, oh, man, this is a very interesting individual. I'd love to talk to her one day. And here we are three years later. Here we are. Three years. <laughs> yeah. Three years. That's crazy. I think you hold the record. Like, I, I, it took me like a year and eight months to talk to like Daryl Davis. There was someone else who took me like a year and 11 months. But you use it. Three years. Like, before I even started my podcast, I had talked to you <laughs> since 2018. So... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Here we are. Thank you. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and April, April lives in Belgium, right? Yeah. Ghent, Belgium. Ghent. Ghent means city. My city, of course. Ghent means city. Love this place. Well, you weren't born in Belgium, right? Maine. Where were you born? Maine. Uh, I was born in Nigeria. Okay. Where in Nigeria? <laughs> Give me a backstory. Yeah. How it was like Lagos. for you growing okay. up. Okay. Oh, man. Um, it was pretty good, actually. I can't complain. Uh, just the usual stuff. Big family. Um, so everyone fights all the time. Okay. So I've got um, five other... How many are we? We're eight altogether. We've got two on my... Three on my dad's side. Uh, four on my mom's side. And then there's myself and my sister who's, you know, my mom and my dad. From my mom and my dad. So... All together, we're, I think, I, I can't count anymore. What the fuck? Okay. Do you remember everyone's birthdays? <laughs> I remember one birthday or two. But, like, I have it in my calendar. So once it's close, I'm going to know because I'm smart. Nice. Okay. There we go. Taking not, taking not but, a lot. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember my my uh, mom's birthday always. Nice. Um. So, uh. yeah. So I grew up around lots of sports, watched football with my brother and my dad a lot. My brother taught me how to play football as well. So that was fun. I was one of the boys for a while. <laughs> and um, after that, I got creative because my family is also quite creative. Uh, my sister um, paints. Uh, she lives in the UK and she bakes as well and all that. So, you know, they kind of like sparked my creativity in that sense. Oh, nice. And yeah, and yeah, that's basically how I got here doing art. I had a couple of neighbors who were also quite creative. We all loved music. So we all listened to music all day, played music while we were playing football, that kind of nice. stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really nice to grow up. There, when you say your sister lived in the UK, is that Urubu Kingdom or Ugeli Kingdom? Which one? <laughs> I don't understand these references. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, I, okay. 
okay, you said I don't you even said born in Lagos. So Urubo is, is a is a town in Delta State and Ugele as well. It's a town oh, in Delta okay, State. Okay, so okay. um I I lived in Benin for a while. I'm I'm from Benin and uh, we have a house there. So I always joke and when they ask me oh, when yeah, someone yeah. mentions the UK, I say, Oh, is it Urubo Kingdom? Which which one? <laughs> so uh, uh oh, wow, playing sports okay, okay. and uh, being one of the boys. So I say you you were one of the boys, like why did you retire from being one of the boys? Like you don't like us anymore, like like <laughs> yeah, man. You men your no, I'm joking. Um, I didn't withdraw it. Like I still have a lot of guy friends, but I feel like growing up, it was important for me to develop my uh, relationships with the amazing women that I'm around. Because mm, at the end of the day, training, I, I've training. always been closer. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> no, but. When I think most of my strongest relationships now are actually with girls, like, because I don't know, like, they just understand and they can really help. Of course, I have a few male friends, but they're just not as close. You I know? feel you. I feel you. Right. They definitely understand some of the things you're going through because they're women themselves. So that. Exactly. And they could help you, especially, you know, moving from Nigeria to a place where I knew absolutely nobody, you know. Um, of course, I still had guy friends when I got here, but, you know, the, the girls were there for me. Like, they really, they really does, helped me Does that me mean out. that most of the time, like, guys are just stupid and they just don't get it? Like, you hear a lot of stories that, you know you put it right in front of a guy and they don't see it. Like when you're trying to explain something, they don't yeah, get it I think, kind of thing. I think sometimes, I think they get it sometimes, but I think because of the way some guys deal with their own issues, they like they would tend to, for example, if they don't think something's a big deal, they just kind of like brush it away. So they would understand it, but to them it's not a big deal. And so they don't really discuss it in detail. But if I go to my friend who's a girl, she's going to ask questions. She's going to give advice. She's going. We're going to talk about that thing that's bothering me for like an hour. That makes sense. <laughs> and, and then it get, goes off your chest, you know, then... You just realize that, okay, I just wanted to talk about it, you know? And I'm that person for my guy friends as well. Like, if something happens and most of the time they know they can't really, or they feel they can't communicate with other guys. Most of the guys are, when I'm around, um, like, my male friends and, you know, I've got a few female friends there as well. The guys are become so open when we go into these deep discussions and they actually confess that, yeah, they don't really talk in this much detail. Yes, it's not, a, it's not a thing guys do. Friends. It's not a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but in the emotional or central, like, it's... It's different. Is it the yeah. same thing with your music? Like, do your male fans react differently uh, than your female fans when it comes to how they interact with your music? Um... In what sense? Like when they listen to it? Yeah, like, like when, mean, like when feel... you're getting those comments or feedback about your music, do, do male fans go deep and talk about the lyrics or what's the meaning behind the songs? But they just tell you cool jam kind of thing. And maybe uh, your female fans might want to know, you know, what was the reason why you wrote the song or things like that. Just trying to relate it to your everyday life and how you interact with your male and female friends. I mean, I think... I think it's a bit of both, actually. I I don't think I can accurately say, like, one does this and the other does that because it's a mix. Like, some people 
some people might be a bit too shy to ask or they don't want to intrude or they just don't know they should ask or maybe they're just listeners and they <laughs> didn't really care about the lyrics they just love the melody and the vibe and they don't know the lyrics and maybe in the future they will and they'll be like oh why did you say that but you know it's it's never oh the guys say this and the girls say that no it's makes sometimes people ask sometimes they just say they love the song sometimes they want to know more and i'm fine with either really okay cool um let's let's peel back a little bit so you grew up in this large family um you guys were pretty much you know soccer music art and everything in between how did you get to come in contact like chocolate city like am i losing them and stuff like how that happened um so i was in the uk on vacation uh, I think this was 2016 and uh, I had just finished university so I needed a job <laughs> sadly um and I messaged a friend Sean Omis I don't know if you know him <laughs> ah, I don't and um you know no, him no, I do not you don't know oh my god he's the best person ever shout out to him and um he just told me okay like we're looking for somebody at chalk city come through for an interview i'm sure you're gonna kill it anyways but just come to make them feel comfortable about it so he gassed me up a bit and uh, i went for the interview i spoke to mi as well and am i conducting interviews interesting you know he wanted to meet oh, me okay, just one -on -one. get a vibe of okay yeah so i had another interview before like a, an interview prior to meeting him but that guy was like yeah 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 you're cool let's talk to the boss and i talked to him for a bit made the, made a few jokes it was funny i was nervous i got the job and everything just kind of kicked off from there i started going into like more animate like animated videos and stuff like that lyric videos i started meeting the producers i started bonding with the producers like it, within a day of being there i literally bonded with everybody like we were talking and laughing like i'd known them for years and it's a connection i've never really had anywhere else at the moment because it was so natural and so immediate you know so yeah that's basically the chocolate city story and then we started middle ground and i started branching out into other stuff yeah what, what did you study in school mass communication did you always know you wanted to be in the music industry like i know you you reached out to your friend um but did you reach out to him because you knew he had affiliations in music industry or you were just like down for anything in media kind of thing i was really down for anything in media but i feel like i want i was interested in management actually becoming a manager oh, nice. at that point i feel like you make a so i was manager. like yeah i did i did for a while but now i, I can't do that anymore it's, it's too complicated now maybe in the future perhaps um so yeah i i had this mindset okay maybe i would like to become you know a manager because I really love music and apparently I have quite quite a good network. So Chocolate City was perfect. Nice, nice. I mean, uh, it's good that you, you did some management in the past because now you'll probably treat your manager right, right? You treat him nicely, even though you don't come off as someone who'll be mean, but you know, you have some of these artists who like, you know, 
don't really take care of their manager in that sense and and whatnot. But I don't feel like you're gonna have that problem. Uh, no, no, we have a really strong bond because he has always been there. He has always listened. If he suggests something and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable doing that, he's like, okay, that's cool. Let's try to go this angle instead. And there's just this natural flow of communication, which is why I feel like it reflects, you know, when we actually put stuff out, you could see the work behind it. And most of the time, it's just us two brainstorming and working stuff out and pulling in whatever we can for the music. And yeah, it's the it's a really, really good connection. And I hope it stays that way as well. Nice, nice. So you went to school in the UK, you came back to Lagos, worked for Chocolate City, like, how did you, like, where did Belgium come into the mix? You didn't want to go back to the UK. You didn't want to stay back in Lagos or go to some other country. Like, why Belgium? Actually, um, I applied to a school in the UK and I got in. But then I realized that maybe I do not want to be so close to my family. I'm turning 22. I need, I need my freedom. Like, that's not freedom if I just jump from one house to the other. So um, I also applied to a couple of other schools in a couple of other countries. Um, France, uh, Poland, blah, blah, Poland. blah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I just did. I just applied everywhere I could and, you know, tried to be far but not too far. And this was a perfect location because the UK is literally two hours away from me. Well, prior to COVID, you know, it was better, but there, um, I can't really travel now. There's COVID, Brexit, all that. So I haven't seen them in quite a while. But I also watched the World Cup and I, I think it was 2018, right? And Belgium did pretty good and I like Lukaku. And I was like, eh, I mean, they're doing good, you know, football wise. Why not just move there, see how it goes? Interesting. And that was it. Basically, I swear that was, I cannot, I'm not making this up. That was, I was unclear. I was uncertain about everything else. But the World Cup thing, I was like, eh, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And so it worked out. You know what? Like, it's, it's funny how, you know, things like music, food and sports can be a source of like, cultural like a uh, 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 vehicle to like to disseminate culture right because if Sunday at least I didn't play in, in Belgium or Lukaku or Champions League like I wouldn't know like some of these countries and it's just interesting how you get to like assimilate some of their culture just because of some of those people and obviously the influence like people to like visit there or like go to school there what was your first impression like Belgium is not an English-speaking country they speak like French and Dutch like what was your first impression getting to the country like where the signs in English at the airport how did you even navigate to get to like your Airbnb or wherever it is you yeah um so I I um met somebody online a friend he's my friend now very good friend actually and we hadn't met each other at all we just spoke over the phone wait so what was wait he helped me what was the connection was he going to the school you were going to attend what was or you just randomly no I just I just I just tried to find somebody that knew something about this country and was also Nigerian. And I've always um, had a talent for searching for things online and finding them. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need to find somebody, someone I hope I can trust and try to get them to at least help me navigate this new world. So I met him prior to leaving Nigeria and we talked for a few months, uh, talked to my mom, you know, tried to set things up so I wouldn't be completely lost when I got there. And he was like, yeah, sure, I could pick you up 
from the airport. It's fine. And he came to pick me up uh, with the train. And uh, the first thing I noticed, actually, was that nobody was speaking any English. Like, I know it's I know everybody would notice that. Right. Like you notice they're not speaking English, but you've been so used to an English speaking environment that you expect to understand what people are saying when they're talking. Right. When you go outside, you just expect to understand. And I was like, I don't know what anyone is talking about, what anyone is doing. Like, I was so confused. And that was definitely the biggest shock for me. Kind of. I mean, you expect it, but like, you know, when you are in a room full of people and you understand the language, it's almost like you tune them out. Like, you don't really hear them anymore. But I could hear that I couldn't understand, like, through the fact... Yeah, I was so conscious about it. So, um... Yeah, that was the biggest shock. and But the city, Ghent, is absolutely beautiful. I do not want to leave because I can't... I've, I've not been at peace anywhere else, you know? It's such a peaceful city. I love it so much. What, what do you like about the city that speaks to you? Because when I think about, like, art, like, I think maybe France, a couple of other countries, I wouldn't necessarily think Ghent. Are there other things in the city that makes you feel at peace? Um what, what produces yeah, art for um, you? I think it's, it's, I don't want to say something wrong, <laughs> but it's quite a traditional city where like, okay, you have, for example, castles, you have these old churches, which are very pretty. The center is absolutely beautiful. Like, it looks like you're on vacation when you just go into the city center to buy some food or something. You have bridges with like water flowing onto them and, and there's also a big biking culture uh so people bike everywhere so it's like the air is clearer just because so you mean there are there no downfall i mean there are cars on but the street kind of like no 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 none of that i think i saw one one time but let me not let me not miss Yan. <laughs> yeah. that one day she yeah. just used the word miss Yan. do you so you've lived in belgium for like three years you still know how to speak pigeon english you still have to speak pigeon of of course, of course, I sub speak English now. Uh-uh. Wait, no, what that's is, what's doing you just say? speak just now. It'd be like say. Okay, waiting call me, waiting call me, but happy There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, I mean, I still try. Right, right. I mean, Belgium has a very Europe in general. Um, there's still like several issues. Like Europe is a, is a beautiful place. Obviously, I'm still working on my. Um, European backpacking tour. I haven't gotten the chance to do that yet. But there's still the storied history, right? Which we still see. I mean, we just saw it in the UK and England after the Euro competition with racism and things like that. And even in countries like Belgium, like you have like, you know, this Blackface Festival, which is very controversial. And you hear stories from soccer players who play, play in like Netherlands, Belgium, all these countries about, you know, issues of racism. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Like, personally and what's the atmosphere um what's the general atmosphere like some people travel and they just tend to stay within nigerian community because like the the people are not really welcoming like what has been your experience personally in that regard um one thing i would say about belgium is that the people are closed regardless they're in their own little social bubbles where you know they've known each other since they were they were kids and they've grown up together and they grew up around everyone they're in university with and they hang out together so like it's kind of hard to break in because 
sometimes they're just so close. They they don't want to connect. You know, I'm not saying this is for everyone. I'm just saying like the country in general and other people have said this as well, where, you know, it's hard to connect because they're just so close to connecting in general. I don't know. I don't know if it threatens them or something. So um, I would say like in that case, it's hard. It was hard to understand the culture as well. It was hard to find areas where I could bond with people. I struggled for, for that with, I struggled with that for years. And most of the people right now that I've connected with are actually foreign in some way. So- Wait, did you say boring or for- foreign? Foreign, oh, foreign, 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 foreign. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my friends are so boring. No, um, oh my god, <laughs> no, don't cut it, they need to hear right. it. Someone had to say it. <laughs> no, um, yeah, most of the people I've connected with right now are foreign in some way, and if they aren't, like they've at least been exposed to other cultures or they've they want to be exposed to other cultures. And if it's not if it doesn't fall in those categories, then you usually can't find a way to connect. And I think that really sucks actually. Because you we want to, but it's hard. Right. You you strike me as a <clears throat> Excuse me. You strike me as a people person, like whether that's your background growing up with all the siblings or, you know, you being wanting to be in media or traveling to all these countries, like, you know, just reaching out to someone who you didn't know and befriending that person. Like you, you strike me as a people person. Would you say like you not being able to break in to the traditional Belgian community or whatnot would you say i mean you you touched on it earlier that that was a struggle kind of like for you but i guess a question i'll ask is what are some of the few ways you think a foreigner like if i was to come to belgium today that can be like a low-hanging fruit to break into that community like is it like music that's the thing is it like sports uh do they have a huge brunch culture in belgium like what are some of the things peculiar to that society that you think foreigners can use as an avenue to kind of like make friends and move around kind of thing beer and fries and drinking (laughs) and techno (laughs) oh i love it (laughs) i love it (laughs) yeah people here drink a lot wow i i've been here for three years i still cannot it's beer lots of beer like you're going there there's gonna you won't know which one to choose like there's every single flavor i don't even know how many beers they have here and yeah there's a big beer culture and they hate it when you say french when you call fries french fries because apparently they're belgian fries so they don't they don't fuck with that if you're gonna come over here that's the first thing you need to know it's, it's not it's, french it's fries. just fries right or belgian fries Right. I think we call it chips like in Nigeria, maybe because like, I remember when I came no. here and I went to like McDonald's or something I was asking for chips or like chips. And what are you talking about? All those little. You call it chips? Yeah, we call it chip back home in Nigeria. Like if you go to what? or something. Like, no, some we call it fries. Chips. Isn't that what we say? Oh, uh, no, that, but that's the UK, no? Yeah, I mean, Nigeria was colonized by England, right? So most of our but, things yeah. like trousers, is pants, pavement, is sidewalk, you know? You have yeah, this yeah, little yeah. bumper is, uh, what do we call, <laughs> signal is trafficator. <laughs> <laughs> You know, all those, all those funny stuff, but it's really interesting beer. I felt like I should have known that because I live in Colorado and we have a huge beer culture. And since I moved here, it's kind of like 
Colorado, Oregon, the whole Cascadia region in Canada. We actually have October 1st fest every summer. And I feel like Germany, Belgium, all those European countries will have like a huge beer culture. What's your beer of choice? Like what's uh What's 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 a, a lager that you're comfortable with? You feel like you can sip all day, kind hmm. of thing. Uh, man, my it, it's really basic for me. I would just, I mean, it's a good beer, really good v- beer. It's a, called a Duvel. 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 It's wow, D-U-V-E-L. You're, I think your, your Dutch is getting good. Your accent is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying my best. Um, yeah, I would, I would say a Duvel. Nice. Nice. No big stouts, yeah. small stouts. Nah. Not people, most people here, I think they don't even like Heineken in them. Right. I think they have so many to choose from that to them it's like just a normal beer, you know, because there's so much and there's so many good beers as and well. Are there like local breweries in Belgium where each like craft brew places where people locally brew and go to the bars and drink or is just more like mass produced popular brands and bottles and things like that? Um, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I think, yeah, there are people that make their own beer and a lot of the beer that's here actually is made in Belgium, I would Belgium. say. Okay. But um, but they are, you can also just buy them at the store. Like you just buy them at the store. Most of them are like mass produced, I would say. But some of them are really rare as well. So there's also this uh, culture where if it's a rare beer and it's been restocked by noon, <laughs> it's going to be gone because everyone wants to have it. So that's how big the culture is. Nice, nice. April has been in the studio. She's been working, man. She doesn't have time to... You know, go around all these bars looking at what beer is available and stuff. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and uh, I feel like we're start, like we've I've been seeing that work for a minute. Like with each track you drop, like like I said, you're just a naturally creative person. Even when you had drunk deep and all that with the podcast and just the way you curate, I'm like, oh, like she's pretty creative. But I'm more analytical. I'm not too creative. Um, but like when I look at someone like you, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like you released your latest single. Uh, sweatshirt and I was like why is she talking about sweatshirt in the summer but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding but that that's a jam uh, and we'll probably you know have Thank that you. at the intro and have the links in the description but what's the story behind sweatshirt man I just like being myself I don't like stress like I don't like it when people impose their own version of what reality should look like on other people. And for me, um, it's not only about what you wear, it's also about who you are. Like sometimes people make you feel uncomfortable or they make other people feel uncomfortable just because they don't like the way they look or they don't they're they're not in tune with the type of life they live, even if it it's not dangerous. Maybe it's just the way they, you know, they are for example the makeup they do or it's all unnecessary to me and I'm just like I don't mind who I am you're the one imposing your views on me and maybe you should check that and worry about yourself wow so you can catch me in a sweatshirt I don't want to wear a club dress tonight I don't want to yeah I don't want to wear heels tonight Catch me in a sweatshirt and a converse, and that goes for every other aspect of my personality as well. That's very interesting. It must have been frustrating living in Nigeria, where everyone is kind of like judging yes. you and like, eh? I yes, it is. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> exactly. never married. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> What's this podcast? Eh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's a very. I was actually lucky. I was actually lucky enough to meet some 
really open-minded people when I was back in Nigeria and I learned a lot from them as well specifically from Chalk City like there was no like we were like a family there was no judgment um we gave each other advice we tried to take care of each other tried to help each other out and that's what I want everyone to experience not people trying to pull you down or lift themselves up or just be jerks for the sake of it. Right, right. Chalk City is an actual family. Like I interviewed, I know, I remember we used to have uh, a magazine back in college and we had Jesse Jags on one of the covers back then. And I think we're trying to get Jesse Jags to, was it? No, we're trying to get Ice to Uniben, I think. Well, no, we're trying to get Jesse because he was going to be on the cover. So we wanted to like launch it in Lagos and Benin, like trying to get him down to Uniben. And he was like, we're trying to negotiate and everything. I was like, look, this, like, he was, was it Obi now who was telling us, like, this money no go do or whatever, but do you know what I'll do? I'm, he just is going to come. He's going to be at the club performance and everything. And he's going to come with this young guy called Whiskey and Ruby as well. And we're like, who's Whiskey? We're talking about Jesse. Who be Whiskey they talk about? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's Whiskey. Yeah, like, man, whenever I remember that story, I'm like, oh boy, make, that was made in Bagada before even like the made in Lekki or made in Lagos. Like, that was yeah, back, yeah, back yeah. in the day, way back in the day. But it's interesting to see uh, how everything turned out. And, you know, most people who pass through Chalk City, whether, as an artist or as a business person that they go on to do great things. And you are a Chalk City alumni. You're obviously talented. You're artistic. You're very deliberate and intentional about what you do. So what is the process from here? Do you want to be a Dr. Album type where you be like an African in the UK? Do you want to go back like Asha at some point or to a savage, try to stake your claim? Uh, what do you want to do? you want to be a global artist? Do you want to be Drake? What do, what's the plan? I think definitely I want to be a global artist, but at the same time, I don't, I don't, I'm not in the position to decide, um, you know, what markets I want to focus on in the next few years, because that's just not clear right now. It depends on, you know, obviously I love my home and all that, but I would love to be more involved in the, you know, Nigerian music industry and the Afrobeats industry as well. I would love to collaborate and work with them and those artists who are like popping up right now because I see all of them doing so much hard work. But I would also love to collaborate with people down here and in France and in the US and in the UK. So I don't, I never feel the need to try to kind of limit my thinking because if I say oh yeah I think what I want to do right now is go back home to Nigeria stake my claim and my heart would not flow well with that because then I would be depriving myself of experiencing what I have experienced here and I don't think it's I don't think that's necessary like I would just go with the flow but obviously the goal is very intentional I want to be as global as possible I want to start my own brand and I want to support creatives and I also want to build um a better model better financial model does that make sense or payout model for creatives so the goal is still the same um, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where I would want to focus on in the future. I would say it's it depends. The short answer is it depends. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Wherever you land, like I have no doubt in my mind, like. 
that's why I'm on video now, so I can farm you when you blow. I say, remember when we were doing this? You have forgotten <laughs> me now. You're telling me to talk God. to your manager. But, you know, <laughs> man, um, man, this has been interesting. I really wish you all the best. I think um, you're doing everything right. Um, I look up to you uh, in the creative aspects uh, and just keep doing what you're doing. You're inspiring people from all over the world in different places, even if you don't know it. Um, can definitely, I mean, Afrobeats to the world, like even though you don't do like traditional Afrobeats, like I feel like even... Afrobeats to the world always. I'm I'm going to, I really want to. Afrobeats is an art. It's not easy uh, to make if you're not used to the style. It takes some time to adapt to it and to make it genuine, you know? You don't just throw yourself into it. You don't disrespect the art like that. So that's what I'm more focused on, making sure that when I do make songs like that, you know, it's real music. It's not me trying to be someone I'm not. Media Is it Shenwe, your manager? Who's, what's your manager's name? <laughs> <laughs> Media oh trained this God. girl well, man. <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. That authenticity, that's it. As an artist, you have to be authentic. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, I like it. And I, I seriously, I wish you the best. Um, we're going to have your link. And obviously, like, we hope to have you on the podcast, you know, every other month you know um we can make it like an april and december series or something something i'm down for now we could actually collaborate on something i've got some ideas okay okay shoot me like i'm always (laughs) here you know boring old me uh let me know and i will make it happen um where can people uh, keep in touch with you like are you on social media Uh, is your music on spotify Where, where can they hear your stuff and where can they connect with you um, you can head over to my website, aprilmaymusic.com, or you could just follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. It's April May or April Mayonse, depending on the April platform. April Mayonse. Ah, interesting. Because Beyonce, Beyonce I was is. I going to say. Is Queen. <laughs> is there a merch? Yeah, I, I, is there a merch play with this sweatshirt song? Are you guys thinking about that? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm actually planning on giving a few sweatshirts out for free, but um, it's coming. It's maybe in a in a few weeks or something. I would just give a few out to the fans, maybe at an event or maybe something uh, digitally. I don't know yet, so I would figure it out. But yeah, we have merch and um, hopefully we will go on sale in a few months or weeks. I don't know. Well, we'll keep, see. keep us in the know mm-hmm. at Culture Class. We can repost that on our social media as well and, and yes. help spread the message. All right, April, this has been so fun. Uh, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Uh, whenever I'm in Ghent, it, it seems like you're going to be in Ghent for a while from the look of things. Uh, I'll probably stop by with, with my huge backpack and, and say hello. You know, maybe by then you'll be speaking like fluent Dutch. Oh, maybe we should end the episode with some Dutch. Like maybe you can say thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, I love you guys so much. I look forward to eating Amalai again when I go back to Nigeria and do all that stuff in in Dutch. Oh, my God. I don't even remember what you said in English, but okay. Okay. um, Bedankt. Ik ben blij. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. For the conversation. Yeah, what you, you say? God punish me. What you say? <laughs> Thank you for the com- conversation. Conversation. I don't even know if that's the right. Your word accent is actually good. Like I think you're you're getting there. 
Wait, but what? You, yeah. The first, what did you say? Gadant. What was the first phrase? Badant. Madant. Badant. What? What is that? B. Thank you. But it's a more formal way of saying. Madant. No. Badant. Badant. With a B. Badant. Badant. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Badant. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's thank you in Dutch. And uh, I'm happy. Um I love the converse conversation. And talk to later. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Wess it. Wess it. Wess it. Thank you, guys. See, my Dutch isn't that good, but thank you so <laughs> no, much, That was man. good. That was good. And for those of you listening, as, as usual, it's Cultural Class Podcast. Follow cultureclasspodcast.com, uh, Cultural Class Podcast on all social media. And uh, listen to April's music. We're going to have her links in the bio. Um, check her out. She's a really promising superstar in the making and i believe in her so you guys should too all right guys till next time be well